Welcome to Battle of the Mind. My name is Taylor Masusi, and I'm here to help you address your limiting beliefs, manifest your dreams into a reality, and find tools that work for you. If you're here, it means that you're ready to kick your inner critic to the curb, step into your authentic self, and find your superpower. I'm here to help you unpack your past as it reflects into the future, find and use tools to support you, and become the badass that you are. Think of this podcast as your go-to self-care formula for all things growth, empowerment, awareness, mindfulness, and so much more. I'm here to help you step into your power. If you're ready for abundance, alignment, and acceptance, then this is the right place for you. Welcome to Battle of the Mind, and let's get started in today's episode. Today's guest is, well, you guessed it, another coach. AACC has brought tons of coaches together and created amazing communities. And one of the many communities we have built off of that has been a little coaching circle where we get to pair up with other coaches and coach each other to practice our skills. And this wonderful person, Jessica Saunders, is going to be joining me today. She is an amazing coach. I have experienced her coaching and her personality shines so bright. She is such a vibrant character and I'm so excited for you guys to hear how today's episode went. Hey guys, we have Jessica here. Jessica, before we get started, I'd love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. All right, well, first of all, Taylor, thank you so much for having me. Um, <laughs> you know, so I'm a human resource consultant and I've been in human resources my entire career. So uh, I oversee an HR consulting firm and work with a team and we have awesome clients that we provide HR consulting services to. So that's what we do. Mm-hmm. So we met through coaching. Coaching is an amazing world. I know it has impacted me. So to start us off on this episode, I'd love to hear about what brought you to coaching. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting, um, as I reflect back, you know, I, it, I think in some form or fashion, it's been something that I've done throughout my entire career because it's always been part of that HR hat that I've worn, whether it was helping a manager and coaching them on how to uh, bring out the best in one of their employees or um, provide some type of performance improvement or just helping new managers develop or working with the leaders within the organization. So it's been part of just my over 20 years working in HR and it's just kind of happened organically. And then when I launched um, my firm about eight years ago, that was one of the services um, that we, we brought to the, to the firm. And so it just happened naturally where we would be providing some type of organizational development work for a client or delivering some type of leadership training and after uh, providing that service to the client we, we you know get asked to help with doing some coaching for one of their leaders or executives or a new manager and so for me uh, you know it just is one of those things that just happened just naturally and 
Um, and then a couple of years ago, just decided, you know what, I think I want to go and get a little bit more formality around it because even though you think you know all the ins and outs and have all the tools, there's always new things that you can learn. And, um, you know, I'm a consummate learner, so I always want to make sure I am leaning into tools and resources that will allow me to uh, better support my clients. So the thing that I find really interesting about that is how you said coaching is just something that came naturally to you. Mm -hmm. And I know coaching is a term that is so new that a lot of people don't know when they're doing it. So when you brought that up, I'm just like, I was reflecting myself as well, that there was a lot of content that I was putting out and creating and I was just never had a term of what I was doing. And then once I found coaching, I was like, yes, this, this is what it is. I'm fired up with this. Um, so with coaching and with your current business with HR, how has that projected your business further? Yeah, so it's been an extension of a lot of the services, as I mentioned, that we provide our clients. So like I said, we might start an engagement off with doing some type of organizational development work, or we may be helping a client with a 360 assessment, or they may tap us to come and develop some type of customized training. And, um, you know, it resonates with the client. They like the experience and we will just naturally be asked to continue the relationship and this might be one of the things that we're asked to um, assist with um, as far as working with their executives or leaders within the organization so for us um, like I said it, 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 me in particular it's just been a, a great experience and an extension of services that are just already being provided um, to our clients and and I agree with you Taylor um, you know, I, I think because of uh, working in HR for so long, I've, I've always known about the executive coaching and what it looked like and what it was. Um, I just think, you know, because until I had my own farm, it wasn't the hat that I wore all the time. You're right. You don't realize you're doing so much more of it than, than you really are until you actually start your own business. And you're like, wow, you know, I'm doing this about... 20, 25% of the time. So I guess to answer your question, it's just been a natural extension of the services that we're providing our clients. Um, I, I don't feel like we put a whole thought, lot of thought into it. It's just been like we, we did something for a client and we'll get asked to deepen that relationship through this service. Mm. What has been the impact your clients have left with through the coaching? Yeah, so... Um, I'll give maybe two examples. So, um, one is with probably newer executives and a lot of it is them making that transition from, Hey, I was, you know, maybe a, a middle mid level manager. Uh, um, I was maybe doing a lot of individual contribution work and, them making that transition to delegating, empowering, and trusting their uh, employees or direct reports more. And so helping them with, number one, the awareness of, you know, how they're getting in their own way. Um, and then number two, supporting them with how they can uh, learn or build that muscle with trusting and empowering others, you know, what they need to do so they can let go and let others. And 
Um, so that's one example with new executives where they're, they're used to some level of control and now they're needing to relinquish more and more of that in order to be effective as um, a strategic leader within an organization. And so, um, you know, they, they know that they need to do it and coaching helps them with the how and the self-awareness and just catching themselves when they're in those moments so that they can get out of their own way. Um, and then sometimes we're working with experienced executives that just need polishing off in a few areas. Maybe they are not setting good boundaries or they're not effectively using their time or uh, it could be something else, but they're obviously great leaders, but there's something that they feel like executive coaching is going to allow them to hone in or develop further. Mm-hmm. You said you brought up some really good points throughout those ex- um, examples of self-awareness, boundaries, mm-hmm. and priorities. So with the awareness, what does it look like next after they are starting to understand mm-hmm. and just acknowledge whatever needs to happen? Yeah. So with the awareness piece, it might be, you know, just walking through or um, asking or, you know, really going a little deeper with um, things they need to do differently now that they're aware of the issues. So really coming up with strategies and techniques that will allow them to uh, start behaving differently. Mm. Tell me more about these strategies. Could you give us a few examples? Yeah. Um, So I'll give you one with um, a client, for example, that was, um, and they're still struggling a little bit with time management. You know, Mm. we all have the same 24 hours in a day, but how we use those 24 hours obviously vary from individual to individual. And so this individual or this executive is very high within an organization. Um, has a pretty sizable team and um, through our coaching sessions realized that not only is he an executive but he's also a subject matter expert there's just a lot of knowledge that he has and he has not been very intentional with sharing it and pushing that knowledge down and so in one of our sessions um you know and asking well how how would that look you know what could you do to make sure that that knowledge is more widely shared you know how could you um make sure that you know that intellectual capital stays within the organization and then it's like the light bulb went off and he's like oh you know i'm gonna develop um like a sop or a reference guide you know so there's something now that that executive is going to create that will live within the organization and um, take that pressure off of him being the subject matter expert and and allowing others to to learn. And so that's an example of behavior. Probably had we not had that conversation, I don't think he would have thought about actually taking what's in his mind and putting it in some type of reference document or SOP so that it could be widely shared and available to others within the organization. So that's just an example of changing behavior. Mm. I loved what you said. It's the light bulb moment. Like that's Mm. like, boom, it's going off. You can see it in your client's eyes. Like it just clicks and it's like, 
that moment where it's like all the shifts are about to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is, it's a beautiful thing to watch and, and you can sense on the client side that they feel a little bit of relief to like, oh, wow, you know, I, I'm going to have something that's going to free me up to do more important things or more strategic things or really, you know, maximize the time and how I should be spending it. So they appreciate it and, and you can tell. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So another one I'd like to just backtrack on with boundaries. How does that show up specifically in the field that you're working with, with executive coaching? Yeah, so um, I, I don't know if you're seeing this as well, Taylor, but I know more and more of our clients, um, especially with the pandemic and working remotely, um, so this is just one example. There's that blur between, you know, home and, and work um, because, um, you know, many of us are on our computers later in the evening. We're, we're on them very early in the morning. We're, we're responding because we've got our devices with us all the time. And so we're constantly connected. And for many, they have families. Um, they need to practice self-care. Um, and part of how this conversation unfolds is us having an intentional conversation about what they need in order to show up as their best. And so one of the things that, you know, executives, managers, leaders don't really have the luxury of is, is, is not showing up at their best, right? They're on stage all the time. And so in the spirit of setting boundaries, the conversation may go into, well, what do you need in order to show up at your best? And then talking about, you know, what that might look like. And so where we might end up going is, you know, not having devices on at dinner. I think a lot of people are practicing that, you know, no phones at dinner and just being completely present and engaged um, during dinner with family or making a conscious effort that, hey, after eight o'clock PM, I'm not checking my phone anymore. And, you know, that can be hard for many people, but, you know, that conversation may also get into, well, how do you reset expectations so that maybe people are that are used to you responding to emails or voicemail or answering your phone at nine o'clock at night how do you reprogram people so that they know now you know eight o'clock is a hard stop and you know if there's something urgent here's what can happen or here's what you need to do but unless it's something that's really a fire drill or urgent you know 8 p.m you know i'm going to be out or checked out from all of my devices and you know, 7.30, whatever the time their their workday starts, you know, I'll be back present. And so that that's an example of setting boundaries so that whether it's something, you know, that's a short period of time where they're with family, having dinner or, um, you know, doing homework with their kids or whatever that is, or it could just be them meditating or going for a walk. Um, but they are completely in the moment, present. They're not connected to their device or making a clear conscious decision that after this time in the evening, I am no longer connected unless there's a, something that's urgent or an emergency that cannot wait. And then it's defining, well, what is an emergency? So you unpack all of that. But mm. those are some examples of how we help clients with setting those boundaries so that they can um, show up at their best. Mm. I loved how you said it. It's what you need to show up as your best. And I'm curious, what do you need to show up as your best? Mm. So for me, um, I am adamant about eight hours of sleep. Um, I think there's a tremendous health benefit in getting a good night's rest. 
So um, for me, I have a heart cut off at 8 p.m. Um, I no longer connected to my devices. And part of that is because um, I have a, a bedtime of 930. <laughs> so that hour and a half for me is going through my nighttime routine, which, you know, may involve a little bit of meditation, but I am, you know, unwinding and ending my day and um, making sure I get the proper amount of rest and sleep so I can be energetic and enthusiastic and show up my best for my client. So that's, that's, that's what it is for me. Mm. You also brought up being in the present moment. So I'm curious how in the workspace, how are you able to support clients in getting back to the present moment? Yeah. You know, know, that's a great question. Um, I I think so many, um, at least there was a time where, you know, people took pride in saying that, you know, I'm good at multitasking. I'm good at, you know, doing Mm. this. And, 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 and when you really think about it, most of us aren't really as good as we think we are at multitasking. And so, getting people sometimes just to slow down and focus on doing one thing at a time and doing it extremely well is one example of being in the moment. Like, you know, if you're working on a project, um, it's okay not to be checking your email or your phone or to let people know, hey, for the next two hours, I'm going to be with my team in a meeting and I'm not going to be available. So I think it is, um, you know, just setting those expectations in advance. But I think that allows you to be present when you've laid the foundation like, hey, I'm not going to be available. And I think that provides a little bit of a relief in some cases that you have at least communicated and set that expectation. And now you can lean in and be totally present and and feel comfortable that maybe you aren't going to get those um, disruptions or distractions that you would normally get had you not set those expectations up front. Mm. You definitely called me out. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> when you you talked about multitasking, I was like, I didn't even realize how much of a focus multitasking used to be like praised for so much. I remember growing up and being like, oh, it's fine. I can do it. I multitask, yada, yada, yada. And I have recently been feeling very overwhelmed. And I'm like, I am just doing so many things at one time. Like there's so many tabs open in my mind that I can't fully focus Mm -hmm. so you hit it like nail on the head like you have to slow down and focus on one thing at a time because that is how you can do it at your best Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you also brought up reprogramming so how does the transition with reprogramming that work yeah um you know I think for each individual it's it's um it's going to be a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. But you talk about style, you talk about what they need, um, you talk about support, um, and then it's practice, right? It's, it's you know, like you said, it's reprogramming. So it's undoing a lot of those habits that you've created over months and years, and, and you are now creating new habits. And it takes time. So allowing people to give themselves a little bit of space and grace while they Um, start using new muscles and stop using some of those old muscles that they've been accustomed to using. So, you know, giving people the, or helping them understand it's going to take a little bit of time, but it's going to be practice and it's going to be just, you know, being very intentional. I think that's what um, 
is is helpful when you see the benefits from um, changing your behavior and decide that you're going to be very intentional with what you do going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brain brain muscles and physical muscles in your body are the same. They do need the consistency. They do take practice, and it is undoing the old habits to reprogram the new habits. It, it's so funny hearing you say that. My sister just, she just is recently in the fitness world, and she's trying to start working out, and she, it's only been three weeks, and she's like, I'm not seeing a difference yet, and I explained to her, well, it's going to be three months down the road that you see the progress. It's going to be the six months down the road, but you have to keep doing this, so it is the consistency taking the small steps each and every day to build up to the major shifts when you reflect back. You're like, wow, I got from point A to point you know, maybe Z, just from taking each step throughout the way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100%, Taylor, absolutely. So what would be supportive for people who are struggling to give themselves space and grace on that journey? Um, you know, I think, um, again, it, 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 as you have those conversations, um, it, it's, you know, we all have different personalities. We all have our own little idiosyncrasies. So it's going to vary from the individual because some of us are, are hard on ourselves and others. But mm-hmm. I think reminders and structures and accountability and anything that can reinforce the things that we're, we're trying to achieve are good ways to, um, to do that. Mm-hmm. So for somebody who is new to coaching, Mm -hmm. what would be a bottom lining description of what that is? So to bottom line coaching, it is a wonderful way to maximize you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maximize you. It's the internal things that get brought out but you don't know are there because they're hidden and they're not being acknowledged Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm curious what has coaching what has been the biggest takeaway with coaching for you um you know so so for me i think um the biggest takeaway and i guess i'll 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 um, describe it from the client, you know, my experience working with clients, and then I'll speak on my own personal um, side. But with my clients, it's seeing the progress, you know, mm. it's seeing, you know, where someone is when you first start working with them, and just to see the progress and evolution of them um, as they continue to grow and see them kind of be able to, to problem solve and really find the answers. But just transition into an even better form of themselves. Um, And I love sometimes when I'm talking with uh, a client and they'll say, you know, I was in XYZ situation and I thought, you know, if I were talking to Jessica, what would I do? I'm like, Mm. that's so good. Um, And then for for myself, I think because, you know, and just like you, Taylor, you do this all the time, you start learning how to coach yourself, right? Mm. Because you start asking yourself, you know, what, what are my saboteurs? You know, yes, I can do this. You know, why am I procrastinating? Or, you know, why am I um, doing X, Y, Z? What's the benefit for me in, in continuing this behavior? Or what else do I need? Or just, you know, sitting with yourself. So I think when you're a coach, you, um, 
start learning how to use those tools yourself to kind of coach yourself. Um, so I, I think you actually um, benefit from the experience with coaching others um, because you're able to use those same te techniques with helping to improve and develop yourself. Mm. Love that. Yes, self-coaching. <laughs> that is definitely the best part about coaching, being the client or being the coach. You're learning how to take all those skills you're learning within the session outside and do the work yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the final ending thoughts you would like the listeners to have as a takeaway? Um, you know, if, if you're on the fence um, and, you know, you've been maybe thinking about, do I need an executive coach? Uh, I guess my, my feedback would be, I think all of us can benefit in some form or fashion by mm. having a coach, whether it's, you know, a life coach, a relationship coach, a professional coach. Um, there's all different types of coaching um, or coaches out there. And I think um, what we need sometimes is that sounding board mm -hmm. um you know we have the ability and the power within and using a coach will just allow us to draw on that power that sometimes we forget that we have mm -hmm. you said that perfectly <laughs> um yes coaches need coaches i cannot stress that enough some people um don't realize that the people who are giving out all of these details and these school uh, tools, they're, they're doing it too. They're going to be right there along with you in the journey. They're usually having that work done as well. So mm -hmm. it is a definitely a two way road. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great road to be on too. <laughs> it sure is. So I'd love for you to share with the listeners where and how they can get connected with you. Oh, thank you. Um, so our company is Ellis Jordan Consulting. We're an HR consulting firm and uh, executive coaching is one of our services that we provide. We're located in Baltimore City. So um, for anyone who's familiar with Meadow Mills, our office is located over at 3600 Clipper Mill Road. Um, but more importantly, our website address is ellisjordanconsulting.com and that's with an E. So it's E-L-L-I-S Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N consulting.com. So you can go to our website. Um, there's a contact us, a link there. There's also our direct phone number on the website. Uh, and then, like I said, our office is right over in Hamden. So um, you can also come by the office. So either way, email, call, or stop by. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience with coaching and giving the listeners so many good tools and metaphors and examples for them to take into their own life. Always a pleasure talking with you, Taylor. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Battle of the Mind. Please keep in mind, if you did enjoy this episode, please let me know. You can leave a review. You can screenshot and share to your socials and tag me so that I can see the impact it's making for you. You can just slide into my DMs on any of my socials. The links will be in the description. I would love to get connected with you and hear how these episodes are making an impact in your life. Again, just thank you so much for bringing me along in your day. I appreciate you. I am grateful for you. And I'm excited for you to make these shifts 
for yourself so that you can create a life you love. If you would like more support in any of the things we're talking about on the podcast, please feel free to visit the website. It is www.tthelevelupcoach.com. There are so many goodies there for you guys. I have quick, easy, accessible downloads for you guys from affirmations to mantras, so much more. Please use those. They are created for you to support you and help you create a alignment with yourself, create an abundance in your life, and to accept yourself as you are. I am sending you so much love this week, and I cannot wait for the next episode. Until then, bye! I just want to give a big thank you to Jessica for coming on today. We covered a lot of great aspects, and there was a lot of pieces that she touched today that I have been waiting to dive into. Like self-coaching, come on. This is a skill that everyone needs to understand and learn and develop. Coaching can change lives. And I'm just saying, as a coach, self-coaching is just the beginning of really diving deep with another coach. Coaches invest in coaches. We're always working on growing our skills and learning new things. So if you are in your personal development journey and looking to really make a change and make an impact and dive into things you've never discovered for or even considered, then coaching is for you. Thanks again for listening to another episode.